Hey baby, how was your day? Oh, you worked really hard today, didn't you? Here, let me take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything else tonight. I'm going to take care of everything, okay? Yeah, just sit down. That's it. Put your feet up and lie back. Yeah, that's it. Wow, it's really coming down out there, isn't it? You got in just in time. I love the sound of a good storm. It feels so cozy and nice in here, doesn't it? <laughs> Can you smell dinner? Yeah? I've been cooking all day for you. It was a lot of work, but well worth it. I wanted to make something extra special for you. So you know just how much you mean to me. If you'd like to hear the rest of this erotic meditation and many more naughty stories just like it, then visit harleyrabbit.com. Use the code GIRLFRIEND at the checkout to get this meditation, Doting Girlfriend Takes Care of You, for free. Offer available for a limited time to listeners of this podcast. harleyrabbit.com Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hey, hey, friends, it is Harley Rabbit here, back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all about collars. Now, collars are a very significant symbol in kink and BDSM. Um, you will often see submissives wearing a collar to signify that they are in fact a sub or that they are owned. I'm putting air quotes around that. Um, there are lots of different types of collars you can get and they hold very different meanings depending on the individual that's either wearing them or is collaring their partner. Now, because collars are such a significant symbol in this community, um, and they hold a lot of meaning for people, I thought it would be a really interesting topic to explore on today's episode. We're going to be looking at what it means to be collared as a submissive or what it means to collar someone else as a dominant. We're going to talk about why it is people do this, what they get out of that experience um, and why it's such an important symbol in the world of kink. Now, I'm particularly excited about this episode because uh, in my research, I actually put up a post on FetLife about this one, asking for people's input about what a collar means to them. And I got some amazing answers, so I can't wait to share some of those on the show with you guys today. It's really important to me that this podcast isn't just my voice. I want to be able to give other people a platform to share their experiences and their perspectives in this world. But before I jump into all of that juicy stuff, just a few quick things. Um, firstly, massive thank you to everyone who's given me a five-star rating on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm actually starting to see a fair bit of growth on this podcast lately, which is really exciting and really encouraging. Um, and I know that you guys giving me those ratings really helps with that. It helps this podcast grow. So huge thanks to you if you've done that. Um, if you haven't and you would like to, um, just know that on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, those star ratings are anonymous. 
Secondly, I wanted to let you guys know um, or remind you that I have been doing backstage videos after I record each podcast episode. And in those videos, it's a little bit more casual, a little bit more relaxed. I don't really have a much of a plan for what I'm going to say. I just speak pretty candidly to the camera and often share things that are maybe a little bit too personal for the podcast or sometimes a little bit too naughty for the podcast. It's not always appropriate to, I mean, I, I share some pretty R-rated things on this show, but um, I do try and keep that to an appropriate level. But if you're interested in going even deeper down the rabbit hole with me, head over to my website, harleyrabbit.com after you've finished listening to this episode and you can check out those videos in the backstage section. So harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage. All right, so let's jump in. I got the idea to talk about collars um, on the podcast when I realized the other day that I now have so many collars that they don't actually fit anywhere and they need their own drawer because <laughs> they were just sort of sitting on top of my, um, I've got like a little jewelry box kind of thing and I had one on there and then another one on there and, and now there's like, I don't, I don't even know how many there are. There's too many to fit there anymore. And it got me thinking, like, why do I need this many collars? Why do I keep buying them? Um, clearly, they all have a different purpose or a different meaning. And I thought that could be a really fun thing to talk about on this show. I think at the most basic level, collars can be separated into um, either like a fashion accessory collar that something that I like to wear um, if I'm going to a munch or a kinky party or something it's a bit of a symbol of my submissive nature um, the other category is the collars that I use for kinky play and these collars have well, they carry a bit more meaning when I put them on I it's like a transition into my submissive headspace now I mentioned on this show about two weeks ago when I was talking about the threesome that I had. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. It's a really good one. I think it's number 23. Um, but it's called What's So Good About a Threesome. But anyway, in that episode, I talked about um, there was this mo real moment of transition where we'd planned to have this threesome. And of course, we had the conversation prior to um, all about consent and boundaries and expectations and things like that. But once that conversation is over and you're ready to move into your kinky play headspace, um, a really powerful way of making that transition for me as a sub is for my dom to put a collar on me. And it's almost like flicking a switch in my brain that I go from my normal, quite independent, very capable headspace. And I switch into my sub headspace where it's almost the opposite of that. It, it's like I can let go of all of those responsibilities in my life. And my sole purpose now is to serve my master and please my master. And that fills me with all sorts of good feelings. I know for a lot of people, particularly people outside of uh, the kink community or people who are maybe new here, the idea of collaring someone and owning them can feel quite confronting. It seems immoral to 
own another person. Collaring someone like an animal is degrading and it definitely doesn't sound like something that two people in a loving relationship would want to do. But if you're unsure about how you feel about it or if you're a little bit um, thinking that way, then I encourage you to keep an open mind and hopefully I can help shed some light as to why people want to engage in collaring and ownership and these type of dynamics. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm really excited that in this episode, I can actually add some other voices to this conversation through the magic of FetLife and social media. Um, So I put up a post on, I think it was the Aussie and Kinky group on FetLife, and I asked people to share First of all, what does a collar mean to you? How does it make you feel when you wear one or when your partner wears one? Um, And if you can share a story for the podcast about collars. And I got some really insightful answers, which I'll share with you now. We'll see what kind of discussion these comments raise. This first one is from Persephone Falls, who was actually a guest on my podcast a couple couple of months ago now. Persephone says... I have different collars for different vibes. If I'm putting a collar on, it's usually for a shoot or a look, and it feels just like an accessory. However, when someone puts a collar on me, it's a different sensation. It's the first step in embodying a submissive headspace. The act of them sliding the leather through the buckle can send shivers all over my body. I associate it with ownership of that part of myself. And I find I'm a lot less sassy and bratty when wearing a collar. Now, I love this answer. Persephone is really showing that, like I said just before, there are different purposes for different collars. Sometimes it's just for a look, um, but sometimes they carry a deeper meaning. And it sounds like for Persephone, that meaning is really about whether she collars herself or someone is collaring her. And when someone collars her, it sends her into the submissive headspace. Rain Pup says, I love seeing my partner in one because it represents loyalty, much like how a dog or a pet is loyal to its owner. It's common to want loyalty from a partner or friend, and the collar is just a much more upfront and literal way of showing that. When I wear a collar, however, I feel extremely safe and comfortable. I like submitting my free will and agency to someone else and to trust that they will look after me like a pet. It's a form of escapism from how stressful and independent adult life can be. To give up that independence and to be dependent is extremely freeing. I love this answer. First of all, I love that Rain Pup gives a a perspective from both the the collar-er and the collar-e. So I'm assuming this person is a switch. Now, at first they talk about loyalty. And um, so when you're collaring your partner, that can it, that's really representing your partner's loyalty to you, which of course is a beautiful feeling. But I really love when they talk about this escapism that it creates. And this is something I've talked about on this show before about being a submissive or being in that submissive position. To a lot of people on the surface, it can look like you're, you're giving up your power and that's not good, right? That must feel awful. But it's actually the opposite. When you have a safe and trusted person, Uh, that you can give that power to, it's like letting go of all your responsibility. You're escaping from the stresses of adult life. 
And I completely agree. That is a, a feeling, it gives you a feeling of freedom. Now I've got loads of amazing comments here and I don't have time to read them all out, but um, huge thank you to everyone who contributed. Switching Nerd says, to me, a collar can mean two things. One is just that it's another thing that can be used in play, just a toy in a scene. But collaring can also be a symbolic representation of the devotion to the dynamic and to each other. I guess I sort of view it on the same level as a wedding ring in vanilla relationships. Something not necessarily needed in a happy relationship, if the people aren't interested in it, but a way for those who want to have a physical manifestation and reminder of the bond between them. Now, I'd never thought about collars as it's kind of the the dom sub equivalent of a wedding ring. It is a symbol of your relationship and the bond that you have together. So as soon as I read this comment, I thought, wow, yes, that is a great way of explaining it. So far, we can see that collars can be just simply about a look, a fashion accessory. They can also be about getting you in the right headspace, in your submissive headspace. Or for the dominant, they can be about representing loyalty, feeling like your partner is loyal to you. That can feel comforting, but also powerful. And we can also see that a collar can be a symbol of a bond between two people. Midnight Smoke says, wearing that collar is like my personal brand, my style code. It's my go-to outfit, but it's more than that. It's my security blanket and a mark of ownership. As soon as I slip it on, I feel this thrilling mix of excitement and humility. It's like I'm stepping into my submissive alter ego. I love that. Plus, it limits my head movements, and that restriction is a constant reminder of my submission that I can't help but embrace. It's always there, snug around my neck, and I can't escape it. But honestly, I don't want to. It makes me fully accept my role and keeps me grounded in the most delightful way. The feeling rushes as soon as I feel it around my neck. I like my collar with a padlock. I would touch it and helplessly play with it to find that I have no way to remove it. I can't hide it. It exerts an astonishingly deep influence on my submissive emotions and mindset. I love how this comment describes the physical feeling of wearing a collar. It's restrictive. It's a constant reminder, pulling you back into your submissive headspace. This comment reminds me of the first time I wore a collar. Um, well, first of all, this story starts with Slade and I had decided that we wanted to try some collar and leash play. So we headed down to the local pet shop. Didn't think to go to the sex shop. I think we thought the pet shop might be cheaper. <laughs> anyway, we headed down to the, the local pet shop and had a look at some of the dog collars and... It was, it was all very fun and very new and exciting, as often these parts of your kink journey are. And I encourage you, if you're whatever stage of your journey you're on, um, please embrace these moments. They're really beautiful. We had so much fun together looking through all the different dog collars, feeling super naughty out in public doing our, our secret kinky thing. And we had this, this cover story of this big dog that we had um, in case anybody asked. I can't remember. We even had a name for the dog. I can't remember what it was now. Anyway, we decided on this big, chunky purple collar with studs in it. And Slade, like, 
subtly was trying to like measure to see if it would fit around my neck without anyone noticing. Anyway, it was super fun. Um, and he went to go, well, we went to, to the registers to pay for it. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. It was too, too much for me. I knew I was going to blow our cover by giggling. So I had to go look at the fish or something else while he, he bought it. Anyway, when he took it to the registers, it turned out to be so much more expensive than we thought. Um, I think it was like 70 bucks or something, which we weren't expecting for a collar. But I remember Slade said to me, cause I said, oh, do you, let's split it. You know, it's, um, for, for both of us, like our, our kinky explorations. And he was like, no, let me buy this for you. It's important that I buy it. And that was part of that dynamic, right? He wants to buy the collar and collar me. It's that ownership feeling. Not saying that everyone has to do it that way, but for Slade, that was an important part of it. Anyway, we get back to the car, crack up laughing, um, and we head home and I try this collar on for the first time. Um, And this is the type of collar that I think that last comment really described. It's really restrictive. It's tough and strong and a little bit uncomfortable. It's a dog collar, so it's a bit scratchy. The moment that I remember clearest in my head is actually the moment where Slade clipped a leash to the collar. So he had, uh, it was just a piece of chain with a carabiner in it, um, which is a really fun dog leash if for those who like that metal aesthetic. Um, but he clips this chain onto the collar around my neck And it was like this electric shock going through my body. It was, it was just a brief moment, but it was exhilarating. And I think for me, it it was that first moment of that power exchange where I felt while Slade had, um, was holding the other end of the leash and that leash was on a collar around my neck, I felt completely owned by him. And that given my, the way that I'm wired sexually gave me all those very fun feelings. For a lot of us, being collared can give us different feelings. For some of us, it can be about feeling protected and safe. Like you can let go of all your responsibilities because your owner, in air quotes, is there to protect you. It can also be a feeling of degradation, of being owned and being um, having to submit to your master. So that's the real slave, master-slave dynamic. I can relate to both of these and, and that's why I think I have so many collars because different ones I associate with different headspaces. I've got one more comment that I want to share with you guys. This one is from Thither, Thither. I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. But they say, I saw a post from a Dom A on here once after a local event that was like, Subs should know better than to wear collars if they're not owned because no one will approach them. And I thought that was so old fashioned and weird. Like, yes, some people use collars to indicate ownership, but self-collaring is totally legit. I personally love the restricting feeling of a collar, the heaviness of a locked chain, the possibility of it being tugged at, choking me a little. Am I owned? No. Do I intend to be? No but I enjoy that it's a signal of my submissiveness as someone who sometimes comes across as otherwise socially. This comment brings up an important point that while collaring can often be very much about 
the relationship dynamic between a dominant and a submissive, it doesn't have to be. You can wear a collar for yourself. You don't have to have a dom to collar you. Now, a collar that I've wanted my entire life when I've fantasized about if I'm collared in my fantasies, there's this particular collar that I want and it's a steel collar, so not leather. I think a lot of um, like common collars that you'll get in sex shops are leather or chain, but I really wanted steel. People have different things about different textures and for me, steel is just the sexiest material. But anytime I've looked online, steel collars cost a freaking fortune because they're super heavy and you could only really get them from the States. So it would end up being like another hundred and something bucks shipping on top of the cost of the collar. So I didn't really think that was going to happen. Um, but a friend of mine sent me a link um, recently to an Australian company called Hard R. It's H-A-R-D-R-R.com. I'll put a link to them in the show notes. And they specialize in a lot of steel bondage gear. And they had this collar that I swear to God was the collar from my fantasies. I was like, that's the one. That's my collar. And it was totally affordable. I think it was like maybe 60 bucks Australian. Um, And shipping was nothing. And it came, um, well, it didn't come with, but I bought as well a pair of steel shackles that matched it. And I was really nervous about ordering it because the thing with steel is that you can't really adjust the size. It has to fit you. And these came in, I think there was three sizes, small, medium and large. And I measured myself and I thought, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I think that's right. I think I went with a medium and I just didn't want to get my hopes up. Anyway, this collar and shackles arrived in the post and I got it out. And the first thing I thought was, this is so heavy. So that feeling of heaviness is really important to me. And it's strong. It's like the the thing about steel for me is that you are not getting out of it. Even if your life depended on it, you are not getting out of a steel collar or a steel cage. It is so powerful. And that power makes me feel really powerless or vulnerable. Anyway, I get it out. I barely, I didn't want to even touch it because it was so shiny. I I didn't want to get even my fingerprints on it. (laughs) Um, And I gently just went to try it on. Um, Slade was at work. So I just wanted to check that it fitted me. And I'm telling myself, it's probably not going to fit. It's okay. I can always order another one. It's not a big deal, you know, as I'm doing that. Anyway, I put it on and I felt like Cinderella. It fit me like it was made for me. It was absolutely perfect. And the cups were too. So the thing with cups is that they need to be, um, you don't want to have them so tight that they restrict blood flow, especially with steel, but they do need to be fairly snug because otherwise you could just slip them off. These were perfection. Anyway, the reason why I bring this story up is a little bit to brag about how much I love this collar. (laughs) Not going to lie. But more importantly, this collar feels like my collar. And as much as I, when I play with Slade and I'll wear this collar and it, it does the same thing, like it's that power dynamic, it puts me in my sub headspace. I feel like he owns me, all those fun emotions that we love when we play. But outside of that, this collar represents me and how far I've come on my kink journey. The fact that I was able to find a collar that is exactly 
like the one in my fantasies that I've had in my fantasies for years. It's like I finally have come into my submissive identity and this collar represents that. It's not like everyone else's collars. This is a steel collar, which for me is um, important to my like being a, a CNC sub. It feels like a, the collar that a captive would wear. So not a pet, not a, I want to say slave, like a, a willing servant slave. This is a captive collar. And that represents me and my kink and my kink identity. Now, I've also seen on FetLife, um, people have really subtle collars and chokers and things that they like to wear um, in their vanilla life, just as a way to represent their submissiveness. Now, it's not something that anybody else would really recognize as being a, a kink thing, but it's not about that. It's about you wearing something that's expressing an important part of your identity. To wrap up this episode, I read today a beautiful writing on FetLife by a person called Victoria Cage. Um, and I just wanted to read you a little, um, the first two paragraphs of that writing. I'll put a link to the writing in the show notes as well, if you want to read the whole thing. Um, but I thought this was really beautifully written. Victoria says, when you're an outsider looking in, collared and owned can seem as quite derogative terms. How can someone want to be owned? How can someone want to be someone else's piece of property? The answer is simple. It's my freedom. The ability to collar and own me can only occur when I've trusted and given my submission in the most vulnerable state. The power to collar and own me must only come from a remarkable person that understands every piece of my submission and being. Only then will I accept that commitment. Isn't that beautiful? I think this really illustrates that for a lot of people, being collared and owned, while it sounds derogative, it's actually a symbol of trust, complete trust. Now, subs, for the submissives listening to this, I want you to remember that your submission is the most beautiful gift you could give someone. Do not give it away to just anyone who asks for it. It must be earned. And to the doms listening, understand that the role of a dominant is a huge responsibility. You are taking someone under your care and supervision, someone who's in a very vulnerable state. It is an honour to be given the title of a dom. And if you understand that, then you're doing it well. All right, I think I might leave it there. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, if you've got any comments for me, please reach out to me either on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website, harleyrabbit.com. Um, and I will also do a backstage video once I hit stop on this recording. And I thought it might be fun to actually, given that it's video, that I can show you my collar collection. I'll show you, there's quite a few of them now. I'll show you the one um, that we bought from the pet shop. Um, all my different other collars that I've collected since then. I've got a little space one, which is pink and cute and lovely. Um, for me, that one is more that being protected headspace. And of course, I will also show off my beautiful steel collar and shackles. So if you'd like to see that, head over to harleyrabbit.com forward slash backstage. Those videos are free. You just have to be a member of the website. Membership is also free. And with your membership, you'll also get weekly emails from me with um, weekly challenges and discussion points and all sorts of 
interesting stuff as well. So hope to see you over there. Um, Till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will catch you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. Turns out. Turns out.